from Rabbitat Record Studios. Introducing Rabbitat Radio, an open forum bringing together artists from our community to yours to discuss music, food, film, and everything in between. My name is Iron Fist, and I'm a co-founder of Rabbitat. Our third episode is a little something special, paying homage to one of our favorite writers and horror aficionados, Stephen King. This legendary man has permeated the core of our collective minds for decades with his books, films, and even his incredibly witty commentary on Twitter. He is iconic to the Rabbitat fam, and in celebration of our admiration, we wanted to pay tribute to him in our newest episode. Join Madame Defer and myself on a mini trip to Maine to see some King sights. We might even throw a book recommendation or two in the mix. Let's dive in. Welcome, everyone. We are here today doing a Stephen King episode. After our trip to Maine this past go-around in May, we're uniquely positioned to talk about Stephen King just a little bit more because we exposed ourselves to Bangor, Maine. We did. We saw where the man wrote all of his amazing movies and his books. Yeah, the good combination of a lot of that stuff. Because Stephen King was actually, for those of you who don't know, born and raised in Maine. Shout out to Maine, wearing my Bull Moose sweatshirt right now. What, what? No plug, just there. She also didn't mention this. She's from Maine. I'm from Maine. So when I first met Alex, the first movie that we saw in theaters in Spain was the Carrie remake. Oh my God. It which was, was terrible. Pretty bad. The one that but, came out, yeah, what, 2013, 2014? Yeah. But then I've asked her since we started dating, you know, how many Stephen King books have you read? Yeah. And she's read <laughs> 15. 20. You almost can tell by looking at our book collection how many books from his I've read because at this point we've accumulated a bunch of them. There's going to be a couple shout outs to some books later that I just wanted to make mention of if you wanted to pick up a really good Stephen King book, something I personally would recommend. A couple years ago, uh, Iron Fist and Nick over here actually got me a couple first editions and there might be one or two of them making appearance tonight. So uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Actually, we could. there's one here and one here. We got Gerald's Game and Christine are two of the ones that you got. Oh, there you go. Here. I got my uh, Federal Jacks from Kennebunkport, Maine. Nice. I got that cup. Rocking so a lot of Maine We're not sponsored, tonight. but we thought we'd bring Maine in hard. So <laughs> cheers. And I just have a Golden Girls cup. So cheers. Going back to the Waterboro Public Library, I used to probably take out a book a week, maybe two books a week for Stephen King. Yeah. And you could just spend endless amounts of time and you could find almost anything that you want up there. Finding out that you had this this big personality in the state. Uh, so he himself was born in Portland, Maine. He's kind of been around the area his whole life, uh, but born and raised Mainer. Also right. met Tabitha King there at the Umaine uh, Orono Public Library or their campus library right. actually. Uh, so really, really amazing, kind of like, again, like this storied main thing. And so what's crazy is he wrote this whole time he was writing and he would make a little money here and there, but nothing really substantial. And so he actually had written Carrie and threw it away. Oh, wow. And really? And just was like, I'm done. Like he was frustrated with writing all this stuff. And, uh, Tabitha actually pulled Carrie out of the trash and was like, you need to release this because this is really good. And they would end up going and publishing Carrie, and that would be his first big book. And that would actually get him to the point where he didn't have to work a normal day job. He could officially go and write and be Stephen King. I was going to ask, are you sure it wasn't the Carrie remake that he threw in the trash? (laughs) 
we ended up taking a trip to Maine back in May. And in our time in Maine, we decided to go visit some Stevie King hotspots. We did. So we went specifically to Bangor, which I've actually never been to. Um, so that was kind of an interesting experience just in general as a Mainer, like taking the trip up. It's kind of a drive from where my parents are at, which is three hours south of there. Uh, so we made our way up there and kind of spent a whole day in Bangor, Maine right. doing the thing. So we drove up in the evening, stayed the night. When we got up, we decided to go check out really within five miles of us was the Paul Bunyan statue. So then after that, we ended up going into downtown Bangor. We actually putzed around and we ate at a place called Blaze. Shout out. Um, the poutine there was amazing and so were the mussels. The mussels. Yeah. Seafood and, and, and poutine. And, and that's definitely poutine, just gravy, cheese curds, and french fries, maybe with some type of topping on top of it. And in Maine, they cook it in duck fat. So it's an extra just like rich, sexy goodness. <laughs> we ended up making our way past that. And there's this really cool mural. So after we left the downtown Bangor area, that is when we ended up making our way over to where it all came true, guys. Mr. King's house here at 47 Broadway in Bangor, Maine. Kind of a spectacular little site to be seen. And there's landscaping going on right now. But then down the street, right down the street, within walking distance of this, I mean, everything, mind you, is pretty much in walking distance, except Stephen King's house is on the top of a hill is a little sewer grate, which was the inspiration for It uh, as well, in the very famous opening scene, opening probably few chapters of the book, It. It actually looks nothing like it does in the movie, or either of the movies for that matter, but it was still really interesting just to see these really common things being used in a really creative way and really just close right where he lives. Yeah, and these things that just, again, everyday things that inspired him to make these very, very twisted, like bizarre stories. It's amazing. From there, we actually did go to the furthest location in Bangor, yep. which would end up being Mount Hope Cemetery, which is a lot of the inspiration behind Pet Cemetery. And it also, Pet Cemetery, the film, had some locations that were filmed at Mount Hope itself. And so it was really cool for me to be able to go to that cemetery and kind of try to track that down with her because it's it, it, it's cool. It's one of the oldest cemeteries in New England, right? Mm -hmm. Mount Hope Cemetery. Yeah. So really interesting there too. But it's also like a scavenger hunt because we weren't <laughs> really sure where we were going. That it wasn't like a specific location. Just kind of sure. And it was all kind of a feeling. But I think if you watch the movie at least 300 times in your lifetime, you have a good feeling about certain things. She did. Yeah. So I sensed it. We'll see how all that like actually came out. On a side note, I do want to give a shout out to the documentary Unearthed and Untold, The Path to Pet Cemetery. Oh, yeah. Uh, that came out in 2015. If you want to watch a really amazing documentary about a film even being made, I think that a lot of the reason I also love this movie is you get the real Maine feel, and that's because most of it is truly filmed in Maine. Maine actors, Maine technicians, Maine, basically bringing in all their people from New England, but yep. pretty much bringing a lot of economic stimulus to the state and doing a really cool thing and you feel that when you watch it uh so that in particular just a shout out if you want to learn a little bit more about pet cemetery and how it was made and also just kind of see some of the spots that we went to honestly if you've never read a stephen king book or watched a stephen king film highly recommend it even for the non-horror fans there are there's something for everybody well what do you recommend do you have a reading list i i am so glad you asked give me a moment this doesn't even touch it, but I have three books that I would highly recommend 
personally. Um, I think that they all kind of cover different bases, but what I think ultimately is this tie-in for all Stephen King's stories for me that I notice is that they're all human stories. So even though they're horror stories, and again, very rooted in, in somewhat all, all the main culture, I think all of these take place in Maine. Uh, maybe not my Bachman choice, but uh, you get that feel. And really, at the end of the day, they're just like drama stories, drama pieces that are disguised in horror. Okay. Classic. Cujo. I love Cujo. The book, heartbreaking. The movie, a little less heartbreaking, but also still pretty, uh, pretty tragic. Uh, the crazy thing about Cujo is when Stephen King wrote the book, he actually doesn't remember writing the book because at the time he was kind of involved in a lot of heavy drugs, a lot of heavy drinking. But he uh, talks about in, in interviews how he regrets not remembering writing this because it's such a good book. And I couldn't agree more. Um, it's really a story about a small family kind of being divided apart by this kind of um, affair and then what happens is just kind of like a everyday situation and they run into this uh, rabid dog. I don't want to explain it too much. You honestly, I would recommend reading the book. I would recommend watching the movie. I'd probably recommend the movie first because again, there the huge change of the ending for Cujo in the, in the story in the book than there is in the movie. And I think uh, the movie might be a little bit more palatable for the everyday person. For number two, and I brought two books here because I kind of wanted to show this off. Um, it would be wrong of me not to pick what I picked for my first one. So my second choice is actually a Richard Bachman story called The Regulators. Uh, I don't think this one actually takes place in Maine. Oh. What I have to say about this, on a side note, Nick mentioned this earlier, but Richard Bachman is a side pseudonym of Stephen King. Basically, when he was having all this success and getting all this, uh, garnering all this attention for his writing, he decided to come up with the Bachman character to see if he could still successfully release novels under that name and still make money. Turns out he could, which is mm -hmm. amazing, but turns out for a really long time, you know, there was kind of those subtle bits of like Stephen King might be Richard Bachman, but it was never known in the lore. So what ended up happening is he released The Regulators on the same day that he would release his Stephen King book desperation and so i'm going to show you what he basically did and it's like a kind of a peekaboo so you can see when you when you put the covers together that they create one picture that's pretty sick it's really sick wow. and this was his little peekaboo way of being like haha like i'm richard bachman and i'm stupid you've read both of these i've read both of them these are freaking huge they're amazing they're huge they're also kind of I would say like a wild ride for what you would normally see with a Stephen King. And that says a lot because there are some crazy things that that man has written. This book, though, The Regulator specifically, I read in a day. I don't wow. normally do that with even some of the best. And so that says a lot about this. This was a fun read. Uh, highly, highly recommend it. Desperation as well. It's just going to take you a little bit longer. So if you look at that, I mean, compared. <laughs> yeah. They're big boys. For sure. Um, but highly recommend both of them. Regulators is one of my favorites. And then we get to the, to the good, good. Um, Dreamcatcher. I wish. Tommyknockers. Um, if you want to just sleep. Uh, no offense, Stephen King, but a, a lot of verbiage in that one. Uh, my favorite, again, well, should come to no surprise, is Pet Cemetery. And luckily, uh, this is one of the first editions that you actually bought me a couple of years ago. And the problem with it is that the cover is absolutely falling apart. Yep. But I think it says a lot too about the storied beloved nature of Pet Cemetery. It's, it's one of his top 
Um, again, a human story, really, ultimately, it's about, a, again, a small family relocating uh, to Maine and moving in and basically going through the, the growing pains of coming into a community. But also, um, the story itself is about loss, but it's also about isolation because these people move into this area that they're new to and then immediately go through a very big tragedy. Right. And so it's it's interesting because in a lot of ways... Um, yeah, it's it's really pretty tragic, but it's also very scary when it cuts that corner and finally becomes like the horror story when you bring in, uh, you know, the burial ground and bringing people back from the dead. And it's fun. If you know me as well, I'm a big zombie girl. So uh, Pet Cemetery does a lot of great things. Uh, Timmy Bateman in the story is also a shout out. There's a great short story we have somewhere in our bookshelf as well with Timmy Bateman in it. But Hmm. zombie story cool. human story pet cemetery obviously obviously um iconic in my life and i highly recommend thank you guys for joining us again for another episode of rabbitat radio i'm madam defer i'm iron fist and we will see you for the next episode cheers <laughs> how embarrassing no you know what would be more embarrassing how many how many Stephen King books can I juggle? How many hardcovers can I juggle? Don't juggle the hard the first editions. <laughs>